Such and Tyrion, who was right. Pod, Pod Payne, slather your beard with with giant's milk, and let's get this thing started. I don't know I have, what percentage of giant's milk did he actually get down his gullet? <laughs> yeah. Most in his lap. Yeah. I'm your host Chuck Davis, and with me this week are Craig McCauley, Chris Voorhees, Mike Urquhart. Well, it was uh, not a very eventful episode, but kind of a calm before the storm moment. Kind An emotional of emotional tearjerker. It was yeah. everyone's last night on Earth. So many of them presume. Um, so we got good combinations of of characters, kind of uh, I don't know, bolstering each other's spirits. Reminiscing, saying some heartfelt things here and there, getting it on, getting it yeah. on, <laughs> quite so. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect with the brief nudity alert that that meant Arya's Me side boob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought they were going to get interrupted for sure. <laughs> well, um, I maybe we'll just kind of start breaking it down scene by scene, and we'll we'll cover everything. Chris, Chris took notes. Yes, so we started out with the trial of Jamie Lannister right into in the it. Great Hall of Winterfell. Wrapped up a little more succinctly than <laughs> I expected, to be honest. They, they could have milked that for a lot of drama, but it all the only drama there was just Danny being a little perturbed that she didn't get her way. When Brienne stood up to speak on Jamie's behalf, I thought that she would... Brienne mentions that she and Jamie had been prisoners together. Um, you know, at that point in the show, Jamie kind of tells his side of the story of how he became the Kingslayer, that Mad King Eris was prepared to burn all of King's Landing with Dragonfire. Uh, with Dragonfire? Is that what, what are they called? Wildfire. 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 So, so it was really a noble move. He was saving everyone in the city. By killing the Mad King. But nobody knows that except for... Brienne does. Brienne. Yeah. yeah, I think even Tyrion never really got that story. So I thought that would have been a more impactful uh, anecdote to to spill out. Rather than, than, than Brienne speaking for him. He's good. But I, I can see her respectfully withholding that um, and Jam- because Jamie didn't bring it up himself. Right, and Jamie's not one to... Blow his own horn when uh, when mm. his life's on the and line. And Bran kind of threatened it out him, like, yeah, things we do for love, huh? I was a little <laughs> bummed that they jump cut to the the trial moment. 
right away. So we didn't get to see what actual words came out of Bran's mouth as they were facing each other across the yard. Right. But, you know, at least they followed it up with um, Jamie visiting Bran in the Godswood so that they could have a little conversation about it. So last episode, I was under the impression that Jamie was there covertly. And because of the way he came in, how he was super shrouded and was like, he looked more scared that he'd been, his identity had been discovered. And I didn't realize he was good there and he was going to go right up to someone and be like, hey, it's me. But So right. I thought he was there. I don't know exactly. I think he was traveling covertly, well, but he wasn't really going to hide his presence once he'd arrived. Yeah. He was nervous because he was bringing bad news. The Lannister army's not showing up. Right. And, and he went against Cersei and was just like, well, I'm just going to go north. Bye. And then she put a hit on him. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, at that uh, moment when uh, Jamie and Tyrion are speaking on the wall, um, and they, oh, what was it? Uh, somebody said something about, oh, it's, you know, it's ironic that we're both going to die here at Winterfell. Or you know, or you know, you thought Bronn was going to show up because because Jamie gets that far away look and he walks. I thought he was just going to see Bronn trotting up. Yeah, and I that did wish too. was you know would have been a little too convenient, and right? Odd. But What's does, up, you cunts? <laughs> I mean, does it? Does anyone really think that Bronn's going to actually try and kill Tyrion mm, or Jamie? No I way. don't no. think so. No, fuck no. Bronn's too lovable, yeah. lovable rogue. So yeah, that's that's it's almost a non-starter. Just sort of, it would only be surprising if he went through with it, right? Oh, we we see. Uh, so Daenerys kind of storms away and bitches at Tyrion for for being a fuck up, and then Ser Jorah says, "No, he's brilliant. He's great. You he, he should be your hand." And then she later just sort of parrots his comments about your your great mind is too important to. Risk in battle, you should hide in the crypt with the women. I mean, is Tyrion actually going to be in the crypt for once, or is he going to? I mean, he's been in pretty much every major battle. That that's yeah. a good question of the of the day. I feel like he's not, despite the orders, he's going to end up being important. Well, I th- I think we in one of the previews we see there there's some tension in the crypts. I think some bad guys, some whites, get down there. And so whoever, mm. hap- like Sam and Tyrion, will have the opportunity to do some bravery. Well, Tyrion's on top of the wall there at the end of the episode as the White Walkers are showing up. So I don't know that he's actually going to be hiding in the crypt. I mean, is Danny going to force him into the crypts? Maybe. Shall we Shall we jump to the, uh, stick to the script a little bit so we don't miss anything? Well, I had after the trial of Jared... Trial of Jamie, we have uh, Arya and Gendry in the forge, where uh, Arya is checking on the status of her as yet unknown weapon and demonstrating her skill with uh, dragon glass. Which I mean, I don't know. Earning respect. I don't know how he knew what scale to make that to as we. As I sent out that. uh, (laughs) What? There's no dimensions on this. It's just. Every designer I've ever talked to has it's 100 been like, feet long. The fucking customer doesn't say shit. Ever doesn't is not specific, and I'm supposed to get. And he got it with with no information at all. It reminded me of a moment from This Is Spinal Tap, which actually I just watched last night. Cause just, 
stone flipping around it was on um yeah <laughs> so, you know <laughs> nigel draws the stonehenge monument on a napkin and he puts 18 inches yeah. <laughs> and angelica houston builds the model at that scale <clears throat> yeah that's that's what Arya's little napkin drawing reminded me of But, but yeah, what she throws three three daggers into the total hat trick. That would wall. have been three double bowls in, at the bar, yeah, <laughs> or the tavern. Don't mess with Arya in a game of uh, cricket. Yeah, for sure. That changes Gendry's mind real quick. Gets his attention. What do we think about the whole Gendry Arya? Just saying. I mean, that scene and then the obvious scene later. I, I was surprised it went exactly as it looked like it was going to go. Yeah. I just thought something was going to interrupted or that i just didn't think it was gonna happen that way it was weird i in the same way that brand disappoints when you want him to ha- show any warmth aria's kind of got the same thing going mm-hmm. you know when she i thought when she sat down with the hound on top of the wall they would have a little bit more more of a, a reconciliation a, 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 or... yeah some kind of more warm true feelings between shared between them but i yeah. felt like it was kind of warm for those two yeah, a little exactly. bit yeah, yeah. they were always pretty you know they weren't exactly friendly even when they're traveling together yeah i mean i would have expected more out of the hound scene than i would of the whole gendry like oh i mean it just kind of felt like out of place for the whole i don't think aria they, character they like, didn't build enough of like sort of romantic buildup between those two. It seemed like they just cut to the chase. So it's, it just felt <laughs> right. a little Yeah, it doesn't forced. it doesn't seem like a motivation that the, her character would have at the 11th hour. Maybe right. someone else, not her though. Which is so kind of dumb for me to say, but yeah, oh well. she's uh, everybody's little sister. I'm yeah. right. a little uncomfortable. Well, that with too. We yeah, how I old mean, how old was she in in real life when we started watching this like 11 or something? Right. That was a little yeah, I mean that a was a little tough. Yeah, but you know she's a young actress. She wants to do other things and <laughs> show some range, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, some side cleavage. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, what? You okay? You okay? Okay. So yeah, not much there. And then we have uh, Jamie and Bran. At the Weirwood, which we touched on. So Jamie goes and apologizes to Bran. Bran, as predicted, doesn't really seem to care much. and um, he's, he's part he's, robot he's, now. Yeah, yeah, he's beyond these this something. Uh, sort of... I mean, because what does they say? People tied, tried to basically prevent him from being the three-eyed raven was his... Mm-hmm. Like if he if he wouldn't have gotten pushed off the wall, he wouldn't have become the three eyed raven. He's right? definitely got a foot in the so, other realm. So he basically thanks Jamie for mm-hmm. pushing him off the roof, right? Or else, which Jamie doesn't really get, right? But, but yeah. accepts the the boon of Bran not outing him when he that would have been it. If Bran would have spilled the beans during the trial, then mm. they definitely would have. Uh, would have executed Jamie, I right? Think. Yeah, that that's what Bran says. Yeah, and then he says, "How do you know we're going to survive?" or something at the end, just just to make sure that you know he gets the last word of. Yeah. I mean, who the exchange being a complete downer? <laughs> who really knows what Bran is capable of? Nobody. 
I don't think anybody else under really understands I, it, right? Like, I mean, they put it in the context of he's just like a repository he's, of all human he's the knowledge and of civilization. Human, yeah. I mean, I mean, but do does everybody just believe what he says? Is he's that... he's not giving them any useful information strategically to right. support the battle. He uh, presumably is anticipating the outcome and is content with whatever it's going to be. So he's not really guiding anyone in any way. The fan Which, base at large has has a real problem with that level of crypticness with absolutely no direction, sort of. You know, everyone's like, fucking Bran. Uh, he's, there's nothing likable about it at this point. It's not even... It doesn't seem sage because he's not delivering. It's just cryptic and otherworldly and yeah. el- eldritch and just a bunch of stuff. So I've I've heard, again, after much debate with my progeny, he feels there's some connection between Bran and the Night King that's yet to be revealed. Even went so far as to believe that in some way... Bran is the Night King, and I'm not sure I quite get that because a popular theory is it? Yeah, really? yeah. Have we heard that before? Oh yeah, yeah. The inter- just from the internet. Yeah, it's it's been bandied about. Hmm. I, the, the, uh, we talked but about it. We right? saw the creation of the Night King, and he was just some guy. He yeah. was, uh, which I didn't realize at the time, but reading something recently, the actor who played the man that they plunged the uh, dragon glass into his chest is the actor who plays the night king yeah mm-hmm. yeah which i didn't you know recognize so the, him, the but... children the children of the corn what are they children <laughs> children children of the, of the forest. forest children of the forest <laughs> forest corn they they created him with the a ritual and right as whole... a way of defeating the first men yeah and they said that the whole um geometry the concentric spirals or whatever is they said it's like a mockery of that, like an upside down cross. So the fact that the the he does all the spirals after that is a is a reference to the people who made him and who he hates. It's the Night King's mm. fuck you to the it's children night, of the forest. It's the Night King's fuck you, yeah. Hmm. And that was someone I read on the internet. They were shocked that the guy who sort of put that stuff together just came out and just said it. Like he didn't. It wasn't shrouded in anything. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, here's what that is. And it was just like, an oh. art design decision. That yeah. It's not really having any significant bearing on the story, I mm. don't think. But, but yeah, they, they keep planting all those spirals, and you can't help but speculate that there's some deeper meaning to it. And, you know, Some people were speculating that the Targaryen sigil of the way that the dragon heads are mm-hmm. kind of oh. um, spiraled out, yeah. that there was some connection there sure. as or well. the golden ratio or just uh, yeah everything that could have been presumed was <laughs> yeah did you see those fenders no i i didn't click the link no pretty cool yeah do you have twenty five thousand dollars to spend twenty five thousand yeah, yeah. Gonna spend it on Mike's, a game of Mike's referring to three or some number of Game three of Thrones guitars. guitars that were created by the Fender Custom Shop that are just fucking insanely opulent. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'll yeah. go back and watch twenty-five it. grand a piece if you have it. For, no, the the upper one is thirty-five grand. Oh, well, for the bad. <laughs> for how many are there? Three. There's for a, which houses? Stark, Lannister, and uh, Targaryen. Okay. The Lannister one is the most expensive, I think. Because it's 
It's it, gold, gold, baby. Gold, gold inlay. Yeah. 24 yeah. karat gold, like uh, leaf, embo- yeah. leaf embossment. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. It's just insane. <laughs> so, quite a loot. A Lannister always rocks like Dickie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anything else on Jamie and Bran's conversation in the Weirwood? No. Not a lot there. So then Tyrion meets with Jamie in the yard. Um, they kind of get some looks from some of the the folk, right? They're it's, it's they're not really like that. They demonstrate there's some contempt for their presence, right? right. But right. but not enough to impede the story. The north right. the north is kind of some. They're sort of backwoods, yeah. I mean, they're sort of like probably rural rural Minnesotans and. But I don't know, no, no, no. Now Minnesotans no. are friendly. <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> they don't they don't like. Uh, other people anyway and especially when they're coming to usurp and and claim and kill and yeah none of the foreigners or or southerners are getting a warm welcome at winterfell Mm -hmm. from the common folk yeah and other than that in that scene we see you know again jamie looking fondly upon brienne we see pod demonstrating some Skill, some new in the training prowess. yard. He's he's the one. Oh, so of. that's when. So I mean, so he goes out and he talks with Brienne, and right after that, right, right and is like all. Oh yes, he basically pledges himself to Brienne. Yep. I mean, that's pretty important. And she doesn't know have an answer at the moment. She's kind of like super Ooh. conflicted and like, yeah. what the fuck? Are you serious? For starters, <laughs> right? She calls him out. Because he hasn't insulted her. They have, she says, we never had a conversation where you haven't insulted me. Does so, he say that he's a changed man at that point? Or not he, to he her. Something? He yeah. says that to her later. He says, he? I'm not the fighter that I was. Right. But he doesn't say, I'm, not, interesting I'm not the dickhead ver- that I was. Yeah, either. that's interesting <laughs> verbiage. That can mean a couple things. All right, and then we have... Um, then we have the conversation with Danny and Jorah where Jorah speaks up on behalf of Tyrion and uh, defends him. Basically calling out Danny saying, hey, we've all made mistakes. I liked seeing those two together again, although it was definitely a different feeling. Jorah finally got to speak. Like he, He's real I mean, thankful. We felt the, the first episode that we... They're like, oh, there's Jorah. Well, he didn't get to say anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, not his first real dialogue. Jorah's character arc has kind of come to an end. He sort of got everything that he strived for, except for Danny in his bed, I suppose. But I don't think he ever realistically thought that that would happen. But he's... He got to tell her, though. That's He got to tell her, but he's home in the north. He even got to uh, uh, exchange words with... His niece, with right? His, no, uh, cousin. His cousin, young lady Mormont, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um so yeah, he's just a supportive, wise, noble figure, and he's just gonna fight bravely with Heartsbane, is it? The mm-hmm. yeah. right Valyrian. Yeah. What so blade? So what was the relation between Jorah and the old leader of the Night's Watch? It was it was his dad. Was his, his dad. dad. Gior was his father. His yeah. dad. Yeah. So Randall, or not Randall, uh, Sam Tarly was recounting that. And, yeah, being real good about it. Reiterated what a good dude 
the old um, Lord Commander was. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get. I mean, he doesn't get his original sword or his dad's sword, but he gets. But, but he had the opportunity. Steel. John John tried to give it to him yeah. Yeah, towards the end of the last season. Gave it back and sort of showed his quality there by not uh, not taking John's sword, but then he accepts Sam's sword. Did anybody think that that Jorah should have said? I don't have time to get used to this new sword. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. But I can't. I mean, he's just going to dual wield, so he's got his other sword. <laughs> Ooh, I hope I so. Assume. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet, right? I don't. <laughs> they we'll keep see. referring. Well, it's kind of funny with Sam saying, "Well, I can't really lift it over my head." Yeah. So. <laughs> well, they keep saying that these Valerian blades. I mean, they're big swords. Right. But I, they're supposed to be light, though. They're yeah. supposed to be lighter yeah. than regular steel, yeah. But <clears throat> are they? I don't recall that. I I feel like are we conflating that with some other with uh, show or some legend like or... Vi- vibranium or uh, <laughs> <laughs> adamantium? Adamantium is lighter than regular steel. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Let's let's talk uh, about uh, whatever that movie is. Uh, yeah. Avatar. Let's go. A quick, quick little Avatar side cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when's the second Avatar movie coming out? Oh, who cares? They're, apparently, they're going to start Help. coming and never stop coming. Oh. And nobody wants them. I can't believe it's James taken Cameron. this long. Yeah. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> yeah. We shan't cast about it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then after Danny and Jorah's conversation. Danny goes to see Sansa mm-hmm. to try to olive branch it. Yeah, win her over a little bit, and it looks like they connect a little bit. And then the question, and then the question <laughs> yeah. comes: What about the North? So the North. Sansa, Sansa's sticking to her guns. She doesn't want to be part of the Seven Kingdoms so, anymore. And Danny, this yeah. is the first time I started getting the feeling that maybe Danny's not going to be the ultimate winner because she does not react well to that at all. She so did we miss something all. then? Do they Did they say something in secret that we don't know? Or did they just get interrupted like they did and nothing happened? I just think they're they're not seeing eye to eye. Oh, do, yeah, that so, was when Theon shows up and interrupts yeah. their conversation. Regarding the tr- the appropriate claimant to the throne, amongst the major characters are we... We're fairly in agreement that it's Danny, but uh, clearly Sansa, you know, wants to uphold the promise that was made to the the people of the North that we're not going to bend the knee to anybody outside of the North ever again. Yeah, right. Based on what they went through, but so yeah, that's that's dangling and that's going to be I mean, coming it, to play. It seems a little beside mm-hmm. the point. It doesn't seem like things are going to play out to the point where. Danny, you know, would be sitting on that throne and be in a position to have conflict with the North just to bring them under her rule. It, it seems like a hypothetical, you know, thing that Danny was circumstance also, will prevent plus, it. She was also very matter of fact, though, when Sansa was like, what about this? And she's like, what the fuck do you think? I'm going to I will be the ruler of everything. Yeah, she was pretty straightforward about it. She's she's just kind of got uh, she's just taking her antiquated family view of of their their right to rule which has been a guiding principle for her sort of but i kind of feel like she's grown as a person beyond sort of those petty sort of uh see i was feeling that too until she took her hand away from sansa 
telling me that she really isn't going to, you know, she's not going to give that up. She's not going to let the North she's, she's leave gonna, the Seven Kingdoms. She's going to die, isn't she? I, I'd be fine with it, actually. So she she yeah. hasn't had to to be the the so, to win the Game of Thrones. She has not been compelling enough overall. The whole thing. I was with her through, through some earlier seasons and loved it and felt it. Yeah, where are we at now? I don't know. I don't think so. So I had this debate. We've filled out these brackets, and obviously one of the questions is who ultimately ends up on the Iron Throne. And I was leaning towards Danny. Um, and I debated this with my son, and he feels that um, that it's going to be John, which tells me that it can't be John unless Danny's dead. Because I don't see him, I don't see him like marrying those two off and having you know the happy couple ruling over the kingdom. That feels too. To uh, not George R. R. Martin. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> I, I think fit. you're right. I mean it, and <clears throat> and so so John and his and and my son, credit to Riley Voorhees, feels that John John's whole character arc has been one of accepting responsibility and power, um, thrust upon him, having it thrust upon him, not really seeking it out, but taking it for the benefit of others. Yes, and therefore he's going to end up that Danny somehow is going to die and John's going to rule the seven kingdoms, even though he doesn't really want to. There's, there's good logic behind that. Just sort of good storytelling form. Mm -hmm. It would be a little unsatisfying if Danny just wanted it and got it, you know, it, it, it's George, George R. R. Martin's way to subvert those expectations. See, and and and, the, and and he's sufficiently buried John's lineage. I mean, it they they let it bubble to the surface in the show, and they hammered it home in this episode, where you know John laid it out for Daenerys, and they you know they didn't really have time to work out the implications of it, but. Um, I do feel like there's no point in making such a big thing out of that if it doesn't play into the end game. Here's here's one other thing I thought of. Um, this mythology is 25 real years old now, maybe well more than that. But the first book came out in '95, right? Somewhere in there. So it's been 25 years. George R. R. Martin probably still has a hand in <laughs> writing some of this. Hopefully, um, if we look at it compared to Lucas, Lucas was a firebrand when he started and all those great movies, and then after that amount of time started sucking <laughs> and it, well, he started softening too. Ooh. And wait, if, you don't like uh, episode one. <laughs> Phantom are you being, are you being funny? <laughs> no, yeah, no, I did not okay. like episode okay. one along uh, with good. everyone. Horrible. <laughs> I wouldn't draw that parallel. I don't think that's a fair comparison. Well, I, I'm, it just crossed my mind that perhaps he is softening. And if he, I think he loves the fame that came with this. I think he loves the millions and millions of adoring fans and having that sort of control and power. And I think he has started to care about fan favorites and that sort of thing more than he did before. I don't know. I mean, uh, but we that's hmm. all based on things happening on the show, not happening in the books. I don't think he's... Do you think he has input still or no? I don't think... I think he only had input in the sense that when they said, hey, we're going to wrap things up, just tell us 
give us some broad strokes so we sort of steer in the right direction. But I, you know, I don't think he's been at the helm of this venture at all. (laughs) See, I'm going to go back and I'm sure I've said this before, but my theory on George R. R. Martin is that he wrote himself into a black hole and that he himself does not know how this epic story is going to end. No, I mean he had he had an end goal in mind, but then he let his story sprawl to the point right. where it's just getting every all the ducks back in a row so that he can bring it home is And I don't think he knows how to do that. And I think that's why these books are never But going a team to of writers home. does know how to <laughs> well yeah. but that's why I think that the the television writers are are far more responsible for how this story is ending than George R. R. Martin is. I'm not sure he could even give him broad strokes. I don't think he knows how this story, the Song of Ice and Fire, is going to end. And I don't think it's ever well. Going I think to I end. think when you're writing a story like this, you you let the story steer you as you go. So I, in that sense, yeah. he doesn't know how and it's it, going to end because he it might he'll, him he'll right off a cliff. It sort of <laughs> did, but but I I still have faith in that. You still think <laughs> there'll be another book? Or two, yeah. or three, or four. Uh, he, he's saying like two at, at this point. I hope so. I hope so. I've I've kind of lost faith. But may, maybe he'll happen. take some inspiration from the way that D&D have consolidated things to kind of get get to the end. And that he's going to, George is going to have to let some things go and tighten it up. So what do we think about, I guess, so my other argument was with my son regarding John versus Danny on the throne is that, and maybe this is a trope, but I kind of felt like we were leading towards John making some sort of heroic sacrifice at the end, and that leaves Danny on the throne. Well, I put on my sheet that Daenerys' baby sits on the throne. (laughs) Oh. So, but I don't know, you know, there's not enough time left in these next few episodes for yeah. her to, well, to bring, bring a nine month baby to term and then, <laughs> and then die before she gets there. They, they can do uh, as they please. I mean, it's a, it's a different world. It might not be. If a crow can nine fly month, from uh, the wall to wherever in <laughs> five minutes of showtime, then. Well, they could do a time jump. So, you know, if they lose this battle of Winterfell and they all flee to the, and, and the pike. And, and they have to flee to Pike. They can cut to the start of the next episode nine months later, and right. baby's in the birth, or you know, Daenerys is in the birthing bed. And they they had a thing where they in Lord of the Rings where they showed you know Liv Tyler was talking and talking about you know the scene went to where Aragorn was old and he died. He was died an old king and that sort yeah, of thing. It was a vision. It was she pretty. Had. Yeah, it was pretty moving. It was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do a whole episode that way. A fantasy sequence of what might be. Or what eventually comes? Probably not. Episode of Dallas where, you know... (laughs) It can just be a a vision from Bran. Well, you know, if the Expanse novels can have a 30-year time jump between novels, then I'd say we could have a time jump, say, between episodes... They should end it like The Sopranos. Four and five or five and six. (laughs) Do a Sopranos. Or or Journey plays at a a diner. (laughs) Sure. Don't stop. Okay. I could see them if they lose the Battle of Winterfell, which I think is likely, to. and then the next or shortly thereafter we see the Army of the Dead 
take King's Landing and put Cersei down. And then, so that it could get to a point where all of Westeros is is dead, except for the few who escaped to the islands. So they, they could do mm-hmm. a big jump until, uh, you know, a few stragglers kind of make one. Are we going to end up last Pike? ditch? I think we will. Yeah, that's that could happen. Mm-hmm. Was was who kills Cersei one of the questions on our sheet? Yeah. Well, yep. no, not who kills her. It wasn't just whether she lives, dies, or no. On the on the right, they're towards no, the bottom. But it says who kills her too, and there's only two choices. Oh, oh right? that's right, <laughs> Jamie, Arya, or other slash nobody. Okay. Yeah. So, we think. Are we thinking in this scenario that she marries the, the Night King? The night- <laughs> 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 which would make more sense than her sleeping with Euron. Yeah. She could. He could turn her, and then she could just become the Eve, the Night Queen. Well, that yeah. would be perfect, perfectly in character it? for Come someone. That's not. That's Fuck. not too crazy. I don't know. Help. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's perfectly terrible for it. But the Night King isn't bad. He's not. He's not bad. He's. Misunderstood. <laughs> Misunderstood. <laughs> He's just looking for love. Yeah, I mean, he probably still wants a, a lady friend. I don't know. I don't know what his motivations are. We don't have freezing white male. See, in search of frigid friend. bitch, frigid bitch. <laughs> in search of a queen, Ooh. he has to earn. It's a match. And All not right. a slut that he can buy. What? <laughs> you, that's a good point. There was tons of talk about evolution and change of characters. As we're reflecting on eight seasons of, or seven, eight seasons of the show, we're also reflecting on the journey of each character. And it's talked about pretty much throughout the whole show. Sometimes anecdotally, sometimes not. But, you know, Jamie, Jamie Tyrion... Pretty much everyone has sort of a remember when or it's been a long time or that sort of thing. I mean, that's what the whole sitting around the fire saying is, right? Right, literally sitting around the fire. Yeah. I mean, so who do we have? We have Tyrion. Tyrion and uh, who's the original two? Tyrion and... uh, Jamie. 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 And then... Brienne and and Pod show up. And then... uh, Davos. Davos. Davos and Tormund. 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 Hence, we have the love triangle, Jamie, Brienne, and Dormund. <laughs> Man, I mean, I need to see the resolution. When it said brief that. nudity, that's I thought it was going to be one of those. I thought it was going to Brienne and somebody. I've been rooting for Tormund and Brienne, Brienne to get together, and I don't think I'm going to. I don't think we're going to get no, there. We're not ever going to see that. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think Brienne likes. I mean, Brienne's into Jamie. I don't. It's not. I don't know if it's like that. It's not like that, Especially right? Especially after the knighting. Those are respect now, things. Now, now, now yeah. they're now they're like. You can't um, have sex and respect. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm kidding about that. Casey, are you? What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a girlfriend save right there, Greg. <laughs> no. Well done. You hush. <laughs> Now that was a good scene, though. So, but we skipped uh, while well, Theon 
Showing up and furthering yeah. his quest for redemption. Gets a big hug from Sansa. Yeah, Sansa's immediately yeah, on board so and happy. Just yep. mo- super moved. Mm-hmm. So we seeing anything there, or is that just? I mean, that just uh, we see we see him there, and then we see him kind of like they do the little they're talking by the fire pit, right? Like right before the end, I think. So I wanted to remind it's like everyone that Sansa and, and uh, Theon grew up together. I mean, they're you know from when they were just tiny. Yeah, it feels more like the showrunners just want us to think that there's some the- Theon's gotten a reprieve. It's okay for us to root for him again by by Sansa by demonstrating Sansa that. Him. I don't feel like in. I don't feel like he he deserves it. But do you feel it, like there's a love connection there? No, okay. no, just brotherly for love. A brief you don't think, second, you don't I think thought a little. I mean, that's really it after all he's been through. I mean. Oh, the, some of the shit he did was just so bad. Yeah, it was yeah. bad, and yeah. he also has a slight disadvantage regarding striking up any new romances. Well, he can talk to Grey Worm about the logistics of how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still around. It's in a box on Pike. <laughs> shit, <it's laughs> uh, the uh, the thing I don't like about Theon coming back is it's not. It's it's fine for that to be Theon's motivation and him to try to 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 seek some um, uh, what's the word for it just uh, redemption redemption thank you <clears throat> but those Iron Islanders that came along with him those fuckers don't give a shit about anybody they're they're not reliable yeah to fight for a cause are they not swayed by the whole Yara thing, and are they not? Do they not figure it out? I don't after see that? why they would be. I mean, the Iron Islanders, most of them are fighting for Cersei. Uh, you know, they're just. It, I understand they're practically you know, sell swords in a way. Well, right, they're but not reavers. for money, just for. They're pirates. Whoever's going to win? Yeah, salt swords. They're pirates. They're they're not good people. They're not reliable. Um, the the show's not doesn't have time to milk that for any more sort of drama or subterfuge or, or uh you know people backstabbing each other um it's just weird you know it's i like the idea that theon has has a little strength and he can contribute and he's put himself out there to defend bran in the sort of bait scenario that they laid out uh in the godswood but that makes sense for theon to do that not his pack of Sea dogs. I, was I mean, I think Theon's going to die next episode, right? I mean, yeah, it could be. I was waiting when uh, when they were having the council and Bran's like, I'm going to go be bait. And everyone's like, no, don't do that. And Theon's like, don't worry. I'll be out there, too. For everyone to go, fuck, what? <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Who Whatever, let this right? fucker in Great. here? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll really light you on fire this time, well, motherfucker. Well, they it won't be the did, Miller's cause, kids. Because didn't John pretty much say that he and Danny were going to be hanging around on the dragons waiting for the Night King to come after Bran? That, yeah, that they would stay close to Bran. They introduced the concept that maybe the dragon fire won't work on the on the White Walkers. Well, Bran That's says a, nobody's tried it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, what? of course it'll work. Then I'm like, uh, it better work. Well, but he's, well, I mean, dragon fire. It works I mean, on the, the White. The Night King. Yeah. Has walked right through flaming stuff, and he just puts he the chills fire it, out. Yeah, but it's it stands so to reason that is the, dragon fire that much the, more powerful. The than elemental, fire? overwhelming power of dragon fire is the antithesis to 
the Night King's overwhelming chill powers. <laughs> chill powers. <laughs> and they're they're both are they both arcane? They're arcane. They're magical, right? right. I mean, there's some sort of supernatural, supernatural ice and fire. Well, but so is oh, the yeah. wildfire. Because they weren't able to make the wildfire again until it became the potent again because the dragons the were world. in the world. So why aren't they so, cranking yeah. out the wildfire? Well, maybe they. Why didn't they tumble onto that? Happen? They. I mean, if Cersei was pulling her weight, she could pitch in with some. She should be building some. Wire she could have sent a recipe with a raven and been like, "Here, <laughs> try this. Try a little yeah. bit of this." The only th- thing that makes me think no to that is that we we've, we've seen it once and they don't like to. I don't know if they would like to like a, sec, a second Death Star, third Death Star. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm anticipating the White Walkers will make it to King's Landing, and that can be Cersei's defense strategy. Yeah, sure. maybe she's brewing up the wildfire. Well, she, uh, if there's any left, I so mean, that, she blew it. That's it. At the, the sap, the, the Night King's gonna slaughter all the heroes in the north. It's gonna go south. And Cersei's gonna defeat him. And maybe there'll be a moment where throw. where she says, "Bring bring forth the." Wildfire to defend the city. Yeah. They'll say you used it all. You, you, you blew it, lady. <laughs> we never blew gonna... your wildfire wad. <laughs> We're not going to get to see uh, the mountain do any fighting. Is he going to already have Clegane stuff before? That's got to happen. Sir Robert Strong. Sir Robert Strong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sir who? <laughs> um, I'd like to see him in the in the mix of the real stuff. thick of the battle. Yeah, but it'll not. It'll yeah, happen. we haven't no, seen him the mountain do might kill the We haven't King. really seen him yeah, cut loose. Mountain. Yeah, but we need to. We do, and we will. Yeah, surely oh, yeah. we will. There's Remember the last time we saw him cut loose? The hound was... in the mountain, right? It's got to happen. I mean, I but, feel like right? so. But how's it? I mean, they get defeated and they have to retreat to King's Landing, and how are they going to retreat? And then to they King's fight Landing? each other. It's not what? Like they're really going to be welcomed to King's Landing? No, I, I think the Night King is going to settle in King's Landing, and that's where the final battle will be. Anytime we've ever had a question hmm. like this, we've always ended up making it too complicated, and it's been simpler than we we did throw out all these theories, and then it ended up being like a real basic version. Yeah. So, just roll it's, on through Winterfell and down south, and yep, Night King just kills everybody. <laughs> I mean, is he going to eventually go across the sea? It's only Westeros that's well, worried, but right? No, I mean, so the the what's the Night King's the goal? The is North... it to take over the whole world or just Westeros? Probably everyone, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's got. He'll, he'll probably. Every can they commandeer ships? Well, but how's he going to get across the ocean? Freeze it, freeze it, motherfucker! Freeze the ocean. That's that supernatural. He, he's cold. Or he can just start building an ice bridge or a corpse bridge. <laughs> oh God, that's morbid. <laughs> corpse bridge. No, I think I think Chuck's on to something. I think they they lose at Winterfell. Winterfell. They retreat to the Iron Islands. The army of the dead presses south. Presses south, to, takes over King's Landing, and then that's where. And the then final the, the heroes that got was. away from the Winterfell battle. But well, if they lose at Winterfell, what what new strategy are they going to have that's going to make them more successful at King's Landing than they were at Winterfell? Um, Golden Company. Well, they'll be on Suntans? the on the attack instead of defense. They can just fly those dragons straight in and. Gun, gun, gun! Oh, well, I mean, are we going to see a little dragon on dragon action? Surely we will. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't thought of it till just now, but yeah. What What did you say <laughs> um, about Mike about the 
opening credit the 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 sun band oh there, there were there were four, than... there were four dragons but that could be like a just like a reference to how many maybe dragons plus targaryen was it, was it always that people? way yeah, I, I don't th- i don't know okay it might be it, where the i mean there's different i think people yeah, said that four. that was new for the last most of the band is just like blackened like like night has fallen and there's just a, it depicts a few little scenes one of them has somebody holding like a wolf's head right uh, and then the one of them has like the four dragons i think i think there's some significant symbolism there that maybe we need to uh, scrutinize. Yeah, like there either may be another actual dragon or, you know, a Targaryen. It's another Targaryen or something. I mean, who knows? I think I think people notice stuff in the original uh, credits that came true, right? Because they were like, oh, this was on if, this in the first couple years. In the this, show? Yeah, right. I think it was a Red Wedding or something like that. Okay. I never paid much attention to that, but now that I think about it, I feel that was a glaring oversight that we we should freeze it like the the um the map on in the uh in the bunker and lost yes yeah. exactly <laughs> what's the passcode the numbers yeah i don't remember them oh, anymore God. weirdly i that's your favorite this show. came up yesterday with me and someone else one, two, three, four. Four, fifteen, sixteen. There's a forty two in there, I think. Yeah, because of a hitchhiker's guide. Right, yeah. Four, fifteen, sixteen, thirty two, sixty four, one twenty eight, two fifty wait, no, I'm done doing binary numbers. <laughs> it's all binary numbers these days. So <laughs> it's all ball bearings. Okay, so do we cover everything from the war council? I mean, I think the big thing there was they reestablished the some connection between Bran, the Three-Eyed Raven, and the Night King. Yeah, I mean, he shows so he shows like the mark on his arm, right? To everybody, it's like mm-hmm. the first thing that me. popped in my head when he showed that. If, if he's tracking him because his mark is on him, why not just lob Bran's arm off? <laughs> wow, <laughs> I thought they were going to say. Brand, why don't you go and roll on out of here and head yeah. somewhere else? Doesn't matter where. But that does help explain the Night King's singular movement toward, you know. They did well, explain he, that whole thing about him being the three-eyed raven, who, and and Sam's the Night like, King's yeah, always if, coming for the three-eyed if, raven. If you are the repository of all this knowledge, then and if his goal is to stamp out mankind and all memory of them, then you got to go. Mm-hmm. So that's. It's kind of a weird point to make, I think, but it's sort of, I, I guess it's a, it helps explain what the Night King's motivation is, which we never really understood. Right? What's my motivation yeah. in this scene? <laughs> you want to stamp <laughs> out all of humanity. Okay. <laughs> I always <laughs> thought he was after the Three-Eyed Raven because he feared his power somehow, that the three, the, the power of the Three-Eyed Raven to oppose his force but really, his his goal is to to take him out for philosophical reasons. <laughs> it's hard to tell what a nat if an if the white and the white menace is a uh, natural or unnatural force. You know what I mean? There's some things that are are very naturey about them, and there's other things that are completely 
you know, we always hear like the undead is the opposite of anything natural. It's not normal. It's not the way life works. But they also seem druidic in a way, sort of. Or... Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the way the the fact that it it was it was sort of like um, a deal with the devil kind of thing that the children of the forest did, or a mm-hmm. subversion of their their ways to do this unnatural thing with, that got out of hand and they regretted ever since. And that's you know, it's sort of like messing with nature. So it's it's more. A perversion uh, of nature? There you go. Quite perverse. All right, so there was mm-hmm. a conversation between Tyrion and Bran. And for the life of me, I can't recall what it was. Well, they skipped it, basically. But but Tyrion pulls his chair up and says, I'd, I'd like to hear your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so he gets a whole... I so mean, history... That's why you can't remember buff. it. Because <laughs> it didn't happen. Which I'm, I'm right. hoping pays off with Tyrion having a... a, a some an sort epiphany of, or a leap of, of understanding based on instruction that he's received. It's from implied. Brand. It's oh. implied. I mean, or that, I mean, that Brand gave him, you know, if he's down in the crypts, it's like, well, these guys might come for you and like, you might need to defend yourself, right? Like, he could give him clue him in, maybe. Off camera, no. Brand's like, shit, you want to be the White Walkers? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You build, you build, you build, I mean, scribbling furiously I mean, in a notebook. Tyrion did, did, you know, he designed the saddle for Bran back in the day. Right. So, I mean, he's, they were not, not close. They were kind of like Tyrion had a soft spot for him. They've never had any bad blood. Unlike him and his brother. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we might lose Bran. And it'll just be Tyrion. What Tyrion learned from him is all we have left of Bran's mm. uh, contribution to the end game here. Hmm. Hmm. You, you think, think Bran will get killed by the Night King? I, I'm starting that's to. Sort of I'm starting checkmate, to think so. isn't it? I mean, they're sort well, of. Well, but I mean, that's if, if you have the mindset that Bran is is a key to defeating them. But I don't really think that anymore. He's the past. He's just the past, right? There's still the present. He's also and supposed the to see the future. I mean, but he's he's not helping us out with any of that. That's true. He's yeah. He's, yeah, he's he, like he's not all, like all, oh, all this is going to happen. All uh, just what he told Jamie that how do you you know why do you think we're going to win or you know he may how have do you elected, know anyone will survive. He may know, but have elected not to reveal it because it's. I mean, yeah. Hopeless. There's there's a reason for him to not just tell what's going to happen, right? Hmm. He might Not be. With, the, he might be reveal, withholding. Right. <laughs> I mean, if if it's all going to go bad, in the same way that he didn't say anything about Jamie throwing him out of the window, because it would have just resulted in them killing Jamie. Mm-hmm. He maybe just keep his mouth shut because anything he reveals at this point is only going to make things worse. He's got nothing but gonna, bad news. He's got nothing but bad news. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> we think evil's going to win. This show, we think the Night King's going to end up on the fuck. I hope so, but no. I think no, not not at the end, end, but before the end, yes. Seriously, going to fuck the Night King, and he's he's the one that's going to get her pregnant. Yeah. And do we think in the era of Me Too, HBO's got the balls to kill Danny? Yeah. Hmm. You think so? Let me think about that. In the era, why? <laughs> I don't what, yeah, think what, what do you I mean? don't think the advent of me too would have made them retcon <laughs> the end of the show. Oh, yeah, uh, but maybe. 
mean, that's... Wait a minute. What the, what I mean, the fuck are you talking the, about? She's like the... She's the primary heroine of the show. Oh, that's a leap. Think, I don't think don't? that's... No. I don't... Yeah. No. I don't think they're going to do lip service or, or change something to... I, I see... I've always seen two... two The two primary... The poles of the show have been John and Danny. Sure. And you think HBO's going to kill off Danny? I don't think they're going to change anything based on a social rights movement. Oh, I could totally see HBO doing that. Okay. I I, I don't know that that's going to happen. I, it just seems a stretch I, but for you're, me. I to, think we are all in agreement that Danny. John and Danny are not, are not going to live happily ever after. <laughs> right? Agreed. So somebody's got to go, and and you think it's more likely to be Danny than I, John? I kind of yeah. do, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I go back and forth. I didn't think that last week. So. Likewise, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been flip flopping myself. What are right. the what are the what did the odds book say? Did what did the Vegas odds maker have? I don't know. That would be interesting. They, there was a big thing on it, and I thought that. Uh, well, the wise guys. <laughs> <laughs> two to one Daenerys is going to make it to the Iron Throne right <laughs> alright so we missed some scenes here oh, I was going to say one other thing so I read um, something you know uh, someone's kind of plumbing some of uh, old Nan's stories or something from the books hmm. or maybe even it's something in that new Fire and Blood book that historically, when the Targaryens first came to Westeros, there was a time when they came to Winterfell specifically, they were there with their dragons for a period of time. And there's sort of like uh, an allusion to the fact that they may have placed a clutch of dragon eggs in the crypt at Winterfell at that time. Really? Yeah, which I. I totally don't think they would introduce any element of that to the tv show but there's they just don't have time to they don't have time to mess yeah to to raise up any more dragons is that what you call four dragons a clutch of dragons is it like a, a murder of crows a clutch of dragons maybe Shit. but but i mean if we're talking about Tyrion has learned some things from bran and Tyrion's going to be in the crypt when the shit goes down i feel like they've spent a lot of time in the crypts and Something of significance is going to happen down there. We did see them in the dragon graveyard in episode one, didn't we? Did we see? What am I thinking of? In the dragon pit, or was it was it a or... reflection back to a previous season where they're talking about the jawbones and oh, these were so small? Now that was last but, season. Why? But why did we? That came up in a like previously on or something recently. Where they were talking about that. Just you just saying the thing about dragons just made me think of that. Oh man, I hope they don't try bring, to introduce bring out some more dragons, like an army of dragons, like that nobody knew about. If they do a time jump, like like we're theorizing, uh, a time jump. They could do. They could show them escaping at the last minute from Winterfell with some newly discovered dragon eggs. Hmm. Go to Pike. Cut to Raise twenty years later. Years later. And they and they've got an army if, of if fresh dragon riders. <laughs> if there's any time jump, I think it will be the very last scene of the very last episode for thirty seconds. Just like the Harry Potter of jump jump to the happily ever after. Haven't seen <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I was about to read that. Yeah, just, just kidding. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Dumbledore's gay, by the way. Fuck. <laughs> total, total spoiler. <laughs> 
Is that a real thing? Like, there's a whole bunch of memes about, like, uh, J.K. Rowling, like, here, you know, like, what's the... Hagrid had a micro penis and all this other stuff. Just what? Like, she yeah. just, Where she am did, I? <laughs> What's happening? All, all she these did, sort of no, left did, field tidbits that she tweets say, about. Say J.K. Rowling did come out and say that Dumbledore was gay the whole time. Okay. She said something too about that Hogwarts didn't have any plumbing in the 1800s because the drag uh, the the wizards would just magic away their. Boop. They're poof. Uh, <laughs> why would anyone I, yeah, I think, go into that? Like I saw a meme. It was just like J.K. Rowling, like on her phone, like on Twitter, just like tweeting a bunch of stuff about you know, Anything. like that you don't want to know about, like <laughs> any of the characters, and like it's a meme that's like nobody, and then yeah. I don't know. George R. R. Might, might might turn into that in the next couple weeks. Is he on Twitter? Mm, no are you sure i don't i'm not sure he's got his blog that's good enough it just says doesn't it now just say don't ask when the fucking book is coming out i think it's like on the front page of his website maybe (laughs) what book book? (laughs) the new wild cards book of course <laughs> what scenes did we miss? Anything? All right. Well, yeah. So we got. Um, what about the the Arya Gendry? Well, we have Arya and the Hound on the yeah. uh, on the wall when uh, Lord Beric comes striding. Lord Beric comes starts waxing. Yeah, about uh, the Lord of Light, and and then she splits. Yeah, I was I was, I was expecting a little more out of that between at least her and the Hound. You like know what? Cool, like, oh, you know what they're doing? They're hitting all those old relationships that we've seen just for a second, just to, yeah, yeah. revisit them. Yeah, if not say goodbye, at least say remember or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I yeah. think I'm in like I'm so in my rewatch I, season three, and that's kind of where, you know, Arya gets out of Heron Hall. She's with the uh, Brothers Without Banners, and then they're in the pub, and then they capture the Hound, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing with this?" Stark girl. It's like, oh. So you kind of forget that they're all connected together like at that point. So that's, yeah, kind of bringing it back a little bit. Barrick was a character. Barrick and Thoros disappeared for like three or four <laughs> seasons. <laughs> and then they just came back, bounding back in, scooped up the hound and arrived at the wall like the next episode. <laughs> so are we going to see Melisandre again? That's my question. We probably she's will. She's supposed to die in Westeros. She spe- yeah, she specifically said when she left to Davos, I think. To Varys. To Varys. Because Varys is supposed to I'll, die in I'll Westeros return. as well. She tells him. Oh, and she oh. made him turn white by saying it right. Didn't she say? Yeah, she tells him he's going to die. And he's like. In, in Westeros too. Hmm. So I'm expecting them. It's on mm-hmm. my sheet. I mean, he also lives in <laughs> Westeros, so that could be. <laughs> Well, yeah. 50 years from now. Yeah. Maybe when they're licking their wounds on Pike, Melisandre will come sailing up and say, mm-hmm. you guys should uh Like, where is she now? Around. Did she go back to Volantis? Where'd she go? She went back to Essos. Essos? Perhaps Volantis. Ooh, what if she ends up in the Night King's army? Who? She can't. Her power is all fire-based. What if something happens? But then again, so is Viserion's, so... Yeah. Maybe she'll turn into something unpleasant. 
All right, so we have Arya leaving them, saying she doesn't want to spend her last night with you miserable old shits. And she goes looking She's for a booty uh, call. She goes, yeah. She, she really does. Gendry booty call. It, it ended up being exactly what it looked like, and I was surprised. Yeah. 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 She just had her way with Gendry, basically. Yeah. She just got Made old him enough. take to, his own pants off. Got <laughs> old enough to get horny and, and did something about it. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's still just watching that whole, just from when you first see Arya in the first episode, you're like, oh, you're like seven years old. Yeah. And just, now it's just like, yeah, no, this is, it, was, it, it, was, it was tough. It's an unpleasant situation that happens to every father of a daughter. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right. So then, and then we're going back and forth. We keep going back to the, to the fire where everybody's drinking and we should get to the nighting of Brienne. Right. And yeah. summarize our well, we, soon to be guest appearance of Steph's thoughts mm-hmm. on Yeah, let's let's Brienne. We can sort of recount. I, Steph thought that was a super powerful moment. Yeah, and I agreed. And Which, that, yeah, it totally was. She really I, I think I identifies with Brienne, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that character represents a lot for uh independent women and the and, nightliest of the nights in the show. Yeah. And like she said, she identified much more with her than, than she ever did with Danny. Um, she was, uh, Brienne, I said, was good at, she was the best at multiple things. She was the inf- incredible fighter. She was the, the most pure hearted of probably anybody else that we've seen on the show. And yet she, she also said, never got her due, that, that even when people were praising her, like Renly, there was always a tone of mockery mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, that's what she that, said, and I agree. Yep. So this was this was huge, a big deal, and it's the fir- she was the first of her of her gender to receive knighthood. Really, the connection between Brienne and Jamie kind of came to fruition in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, she she stood up for him, and he kind of stood up for her mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that you know, which is uh, that that's pretty major, I guess. I liked her her distrust and her mistrust of him that was completely appropriate. You know, at first, where she was like, he asked her if he could fight with her, and she just walked off because she was <laughs> right. trying to sort through that. Yeah, that she, that's she, perfect. Yeah, I felt. Uh, I mean, so more power to Brienne and Jamie both for a, a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. I felt like Pod got slighted. If you know, if if night night nightings are in in the offing, why not say, "All right, Pod, your turn. Get on over here, kid." Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that had to be ju- that scene had to just be for Brienne, though. It was because yeah. otherwise yeah. it would have yeah. been it would have been anticlimactic. Or yeah. I, you know, I almost thought they'd bring Pod over first and then say, "And now, no." <laughs> but no, I, under- I understand why it didn't. But if I was Pod, I would I <laughs> be like. No, well, Pod got to sing a song. It's fine, <laughs> but, but but Pod has no am- ambition in that way. He nope, just nope. He lives to serve, and although he did not listen to her direction on only drinking a half a cup of wine, well, I mean, Tyrion <laughs> kind of just poured a whole thing. How long has it been since we've seen wasted old school Tyrion? Like it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah well, it's true. He's drink, been remarkably sober for a while. <laughs> All right, so then about the only thing left, we have um, a quick scene between Jorah and his cousin, Lyanna, Lyanna Mormont. Mm-hmm. Mormont, 
where she's another strong woman or, or girl slash woman yep. on the show. Yeah. Yep. So a little bit there. We have a reunion of the Mormonts and then uh, Sam waddles up and hands over Heartsbane to Jorah, which we touched on earlier. Um, which is good because we got to get all the we got to get all the uh, all the blades Valyrian and blades. Yeah. We got to get the, blades, all the main guys equipped all the with front lines with the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're back by the fire with Pod singing. Uh, and then we have the well, I mean, we have the main the the John and Danny moment in the crypt, right? And we have the John and Danny moment where John big deal. John explains and again, I don't, I don't, Danny, Danny. I don't think I would have said anything before the battle. Yeah, and Danny again, just like the scene with Sansa, where she shows that she's really she disbelieves. Is, she she questions she whether questions, yeah. they're um, being truthful with John and that. And she is your best defensive. friend and your brother, oh. right? Hmm. And she's defensive again, just like she was with Sansa. When it's, Sansa, it's rough news. It's a it's undermined her entire life's work, her life's journey. I mean, that's you're not. Oh, by the way, I know I know the dead are all, undead are almost here, but I got to what what and and Sam. But it, but did it, Sam advise him to tell to no, say it? but it's just like John to say it at the most inopportune moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's kind John of a shithead like that. Yeah. Well, all, all the Stark men are not exactly sensitive about the best time to come out with the truth, right? <laughs> <laughs> or to come out with the truth at all. So that yeah plants the seed for some conflict or or yeah. you know maybe I I feel like Daenerys will 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 uh, process through her defensiveness and and not uh, resolve these conflicts she's having with this. You don't think it could affect a battlefield decision possibly? If so, it'll be a fake out where we. Th- Kind of like the the whole uh, like we think Danny's going to let John die or something, and then she or desertion or, or vice versa. Maybe yeah. yeah, like we'll question her motivations because they're sort of telegraphing she's going to do one thing and then she does the other. Man, okay. I really hope that doesn't happen. It'll yeah, that's it'll just, just be that's just handfisted at this point, right? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Hmm. I mean, so next week is battle battle Winterfell, basically. Well, it's gotta be. Why So it's just gonna be a, like a sixty-minute battle, right? Oh, is this is this gonna be the battle episode? I, I think, think so. so. I guess so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You looked at the times, and isn't yeah next the, week's episode oh, like an hour too. and twenty minutes? I something. think is it eighty? The last two are an hour twenty. I don't remember what this next right. one is. It's got to be more than forty-five to be longer than Helm's Deep, right? Right. <laughs> right. So it can be sixty. Yeah. I think you said 60, 60, 60, then 80, 80, or something like that. that no, be, I uh, thought the first two were just re- under regularly, 60, and then yeah. the next four were all an hour plus. Yeah, I'll take it. They got a lot of ground to cover. More thrones. They need more time. They need more time. But well, I, th- I think we've been building to this kind of status quo of, of like, uh, who are the good guys that are going to be around to fight the good fight? And uh, that's all going to be resolved after next week. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to kill off a lot of people that we had sort of fond farewell moments from in this episode. What major? Yeah. What's the last yeah. major player we lost? Do you remember last season? It's been a while, hasn't it? The last major player we lost. Let's see. 
I mean, we certainly Thoros, well, Thoros but he's, Thoros, he's yeah. not that major. Mid- major. <laughs> but he did have a special gift that definitely affected yeah. multiple. Oh, that's true. Players. Thoros, nobody could, else is coming back. Could to... easily be one of the people that made it. Um, but no. Mm. Uh, Viserion, the dragon. This yeah, yeah sure, oh, kind of yeah. counts. Yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, we didn't. We he? didn't mention that ghost. All of a sudden, is oh, just yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And just, all just standing, ghost in, is standing on top of the wall. Just, he was nowhere. there all. He was just always out of frame. Yeah. No, no one just ever no. said ghost to me. It's that's all it took. Just <laughs> ghost to me and. And he Bam. ran through the wall. Ran through the wall. Ran through the wall like Kool Aid Man. It seems like ghosts. Ghosts' <laughs> whereabouts have always been really vague. I like, think it's kind of a joke now, a little bit that he's. They'll they'll do as they please and not explain shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just kill him off earlier. But but ghost, I ghost I feel like guy. it's the kind of thing that a note from George R R Martin like Ghost might do something significant story wise mm-hmm. before it's is all gonna, done. Is someone gonna warg? There's got to be some warging. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Um, well, I mean, Brand Brand can warg. warg. He's everything, but he hasn't done any useful warging in a while. And John's not. No, John's not. Warged. John's there's has no, never warged. There's mm-hmm. no wargs left. Uh, hmm. Are we going to see Nymeria again? Well, Didn't somebody mentioned a Nymeria theory earlier. Arya used to have wolf dreams, but I think that's done for the show. Right. She used to sort of warg into Nymeria when she was sleeping. In the book. They didn't pursue yeah. that. They didn't. Yeah, yeah that they, was they books a, only, right? That never appeared in the television show. Probably not. Although, yeah, I, that that's I, the lines are blurred there for me. I'm not exactly sure. They did make a point of Arya meeting up with Nymeria and saying goodbye to right. her on her travel right. north to Winterfell. Right. But that makes me wonder if Nymeria is gonna show up with her pack of wolves maybe i mean that's a post winterfell battle because because nymeria and her uber pack roam the riverlands which would be on en route to uh king's landing yeah and mira left to go back to uh the her ancestral home of the reeds the reed the green in the marsh marshy lands Mm mm-hmm um, maybe, maybe she'll pop up again and do something. Hmm. Which but, or would she they have shown her gone. already? Winterfell, maybe. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, she she specifically pretty... left Winterfell to go defend her home. Mm-hmm. That and she was kind of played out off at Bran anyway. Yeah, yeah. He gave her the coldest of shoulders. But uh, yeah, a lot is going to happen in. Uh, a week. I guess we'll, when we reconvene here, we'll, 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 we'll know a lot. We also might have an extremely short podcast next week. Because it just might be. It just might be a, a big battle. fight. <laughs> It'll just be, oh, shit. Who, who died? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh fuck. We should, we should oh, live wow. cast it during, during the show. <laughs> no. We just say, oh, shit, for 30, 35 minutes. We'll just start it off with a body count, just a list of, you know, the Hound, dead, Theon, dead, Bran, dead. Or, you know, we'll we'll go down our our sheets. Who do you think dies next week? 
Shit. I agree with Theon. I agree with Bran. I think the Hound is still alive. I think we might lose Tormund. Theon and Bran are both going to die? Bran? Really? I think so, too. I'm starting to think so. Hmm. Theon and Bran. Brienne, dead. No. No. Tormund and Baron. Shit, you know what? They, they. I mean, that's what happens in these Bri- shows. They, Bri- they Brienne, give you a knighthood, and then yeah. you immediately get killed off. She just right? got. She just got like, <laughs> like the, a bunch of praise. What she wanted. Fuck. Yeah. Her you become hand of the king. Well, fuck you. Your head's getting cut off. Yeah. yeah. You know. God. I'd like it if Jamie stuck around to be the one to kill Cersei, but we might lose Jamie too. I don't think Jamie does. I was always thinking that Arya's got to be the one to kill Cersei because isn't Cersei the last one on her list? They'll show her. They'll show and, her, and they keep mentioning. She'll her burn the list. list. They they oh. mentioned her list again today. Yeah. So yeah. they mentioned. So who was on the list that maybe wasn't on it anymore? Barrick. Barrick. Yeah. Beric. Yeah. She'll she'll finish the list and burn the list in a fire after, probably. But I just mm. feel like Arya's got to be the one to kill Cersei. So that means we could lose Jamie and Brienne, and Tormund and Barrick. Pod. The hounds got to stick around for Clegane Bowl. We might lose yeah. Jamie and Brienne in the same stroke, or sort of, or the same one very saves close. Yeah. the other, or something. Just maybe. Fi- something. fighting back to back under overwhelming odds. Brienne might die, and Jamie might lose it, fall apart a little bit, and then be rallied. I think there's got to be people falling under a pile of whites, and to and someone like leaping over to cut their heads off or something before they can turn. Or that—that's a little Walking Dead. Maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's <laughs> well, like, thanks, Glenn. <laughs> Jeez. But we saw hide what, under a dumpster. Remember when John John Snow was underwater and we're like, it's new, way too long, and suddenly he blasted out of there. Yeah, like a superhero. Jamie did one of those too. <laughs> when he fell in the. And so did the, four the, foot deep. I mean, the, sixty the, foot the, deep the, pool. Yeah, the Mariana oh, yeah. Trench. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the green fork. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna guess. It's, that so, was like it's so deep, right off the. Uh, was that what it was? It was so deep, right off the. Uh, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. How's that river? It wasn't really a thousand a river. feet deep. Right. Yeah. Like he was running right next to the river. And all of a sudden, just, just unlucky, I guess. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll be back with mind blown and. 